It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Find something you love as much as Michael Ann Lauer loves dropping good news on Fridays. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shane Pinto has officially signed a one-year contract worth $775,000. The Zach McEwen contract, but two years less term. Shane Pinto is eligible to return from his 41-game suspension on Sunday in Philadelphia. I'm Ross Levitant alongside Brandon Piller and Pilsey. Of course, this news dropped right as I premiere our episode for today. But you know what? It's great that it's done. And Shane Pinto is back. Yeah, that always seems to be how breaking news happens, Ross. So we just need to record earlier on in the day so the breaking news gets out earlier as well to help the people out. But nonetheless, we love doing these emergency reaction podcasts. So here we are. And it feels good, Ross, to have made it through, sludged through that terrible first uh, 40 games by the Ottawa Senators and you make it to the point where Shane Pinto's back. They wait till pretty much the last minute to get him signed, but I'm not going to be complaining at all. As you mentioned, one year, $775,000 deal for Shane Pinto. Kind of what everyone expected at this point, and it's going to be interesting, Ross, as we are now pretty much, uh, no, it's confirmed that the Ottawa Senators are able to get into an extension on top of this as well. And this isn't just us speculating, saying, look, Shane Pinto is an all-time vibes guy, scored 20 goals as a rookie in the NHL, second in Hobie Baker voting his final year with the Nodak Sens. It is a guy who really brings a lot to this lineup, right shot centerman. Look at the rest of the top centermen. Stutzla, lefty, Norris, lefty, Greg, lefty. You need a righty in the mix, taking those draws on the right side as well. We know he snaps him back at a high percentage in college. It'll come at the National Hockey League level, and we know that he's been skating, been being ready. The reason for the suspension and everything, we've discussed that ad nauseum. Look, We're we, moving past that. Yeah. We stand with Shane Pinto. We stand with Shane Pinto. And now the Senators are able to negotiate a contract and Elliot Friedman says it's already in the works and it should be noted as well before the suspension and the reason for it, everything dropped. The senators were closing in on a two year, $2.2 million contract with Shane Pinto. Now the guy who negotiated that is gone in Pierre Dorian. So Steve Steos is in, but it sounds like Steos. We've talked to Dave Poulin as a friend of the show. who's now the VP of hockey ops. He loves Shane Pinto's game. He brings a ton. I think he sees a bit of himself in Shane Pinto. Honestly, the way that he was a two-way centerman and such a great player in his own right, Pooley. And this is a guy who I don't think you can go eight years and all that, but don't be surprised if it's sooner rather than later that the Senators do negotiate an extension with Shane Pinto, which I would love to see. Imagine going for all the waiting, waiting and waiting until he gets one contract. Then we get two in a month. That would be fantastic. But I think first things first, get him on the ice, let him play some games before you get into all that. Yeah, I'm not sure kind of where each side is at. If maybe Shane Pinto and his camp are like, hey, let's get a deal done quick. Then I don't have to think about it. We can move on. Or if the Senators are like, okay, 
let's see how it goes here before we start putting pen to paper, uh, especially if it's going to be something in the longer term range. So I'm just glad, Ross, that this deal is done. It's it's at a low dollar amount, so the Ottawa Senators should be able to figure out a way cap-wise to make it happen now with Anton Forsberg on LTIR. They're not going to have to worry about that right now, but they will have to worry about that once Forsberg comes back. But not necessarily. He's making the same amount as Zach McEwen. It would be as easy as if they want to put McEwen on waivers, and yeah, then true. that would clear up the necessary space for Shane Pinto to come back. And I wonder, because those are matching amounts, if that's what they are thinking. Mark Kostelik, I think, has played better of late, basically ever since Alfie said, you finish your checks, Casty. That's why you're on this team. I think Casty's kind of taken that to heart, and he is finishing checks. He's being physical. And when you're looking at McEwen versus Casty, they can both drop the gloves. I'd argue Kostelik probably a better fighter than Zach McEwen, but he also has solid success in the faceoff dot. So to me, the move is Zach McEwen to Belleville. Where look, he he's a good, he's a skilled player at the game of hockey. It just shows you how good you have to be at the NHL level because we've seen the tricks and all that in practice. Like he's a skilled player. And then he went down in Belleville. I think he's got two goals and an assist, if I'm not mistaken, in four games down there. So look, he signed for two extra years. Say what you want about McEwen's contract, but it is a league minimum. So I think that that's the play is that he goes down. If somebody would like to give Ottawa any sort of pick for Dominic Kubelik, who played on the fourth line in their last game. I'm sure that Steve Steos is looking for a, a taker on that contract, $2.5 for the rest of this season. That would clear things up and make everything kumbaya for Anton Forsberg when he comes back, give or take a few cents, I'd imagine. But um, look, him signing at $775,000, that's less than what his qualifying offer was, Pilsy. So I feel for the kid. He was a guy who has not only been hit in his financial pocketbook um, with the suspension, but now also with the with the um, following signing for him. So, look, I see him as a very important part of the future for the Ottawa Senators, and it's going to be so great to see him back on the ice. And the irony that it's coming on Sunday against the Flyers, Philly has been vultures around this situation. Yeah. They would love to have Shane Pinto in their organization. I hope he goes for two and two and just beats the wheels off of them. They're going to wish he was a part of their team on Sunday, Ross. That's for sure. Yeah. And just like even not even talking about on the ice and hockey, Ross, what a breath of fresh air to bring a guy like Shane Pinto, who has kind of been at a distance from all this losing and all this turmoil and all this crazy stuff since he's been suspended. So it's almost like one of those classic free agent signings midseason. And you're going to get good vibes from Shane Pinto. I think he's a guy that gets along with everybody in the locker room. You got the Nodak guys, uh, Jake Sanderson and JBD. They're going to be happy to welcome him back to the Sens. So overall, this is just, I think, if anything, Ross, obviously it's going to help their on-ice um, situation. But I think this should be a morale boost for the boys as well. And Bruce Garriock reported last week, uh, he he was speaking with Shane Pinto, and Pinner said, I don't want any more attention on me. He is keeping number 57, at least for the rest of this year, even though his preferred number 22 has been vacated by Nikita Zaitsev. So Shane yeah. Pinto, number 57, will be buzzing around the ice on Sunday. Who's he going to play with? That's a great question. Let's get to that question next. We also saw that Josh Norris was wearing a regular contact jersey. So Pilsy and I each put our projected lineups of what we think or hope the Senators will do with a full, healthy lineup. 
They've only uh-huh. had 25 games ever with Tim Stutzla, yeah. Josh Norris, and Shane Pinto. 25 games. Pilsy, they're 16, 8, and 1. So what happens on Sunday if everybody's healthy? We'll have that conversation next. This is a bonus edition of the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. This bonus episode is brought to you by our friends over at Indeed. When you're drafting a fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one simple place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. Candidates you apply to through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in the search. And with Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Sit back and relax, because Indeed does the hard work for you. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. Look, the world is wild right now, and you've got to be prepared. And with Jace Medical, they make sure that that's able to happen. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin and right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade, too. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if one of my significant people in my life got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses that include UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use our offer locked on to get $20 off your order. That's locked on at jacemedical.com. It is Jace Medical. Pilsy double dipping on a Friday afternoon, just like the Senators are double dipping this weekend. Two games they play Winnipeg at home on Saturday, and then they will be at Philadelphia on Sunday. That's the game we are dialing it in on. For more on the Jets game in particular, you can go check out Locked On Senators today on Friday. And if you're listening to this very soon, you can go check out Jets at noon. I'm going to be a guest on with Cam Poitras or with Tyson Rowicki, I should say, and Jim Tote, uh, putting on my Sens hat and getting into this and uh, trying to put a positive spin on what's been a difficult season for the Ottawa Senators. But when times are tough, you need someone with good vibes, good energy. And we already heard from Brady Kachuk. They put Shane Pinto's stall right next to his in the locker room. So they want him around the leaders of this team. To me, that tells, that tells a lot 
about what they think of Pinto and how they expect him to fit back in the lineup. I should say, though, Pilsy, we should expect a bit of an adjustment period coming back under a new coach, and he hasn't played a competitive game since the end of last season, despite he was one of only six Senators to play all 82 games. Yeah, I mean, luckily, Ross, uh, at least this time around, uh, Shane Pinto is fully healthy. It's not like before where he missed abundance of time from injuries. So he's been skating. Uh, I assume he's been keeping up, on, keeping in shape, like all these things. So apart from like pace of play and getting back into the competitive mix, he should be good to go. But I do agree. we got to give him a bit of a grace period, maybe three, three to five games to kind of get back into the swing of things. So it'll be interesting to see how Jacques Martin utilizes him to get things going. How would you utilize Shane Pinto, Pilsy? Are you throwing him right into the fire, or would you like to have him kind of slow and steady pick up to where he left off? Uh, kind of in the middle, Ross. Like uh, like throwing him into the fire, I would assume, would be kind of putting him into a top six role, which unfortunately he had to play a lot of second-line center last season with Josh Norris injured, and slow and steady would be putting him on the fourth line. So I'm going to meet right in the middle and put him on the third line where I believe Shane Pinto that's where he slots in perfectly into this lineup. Now, the issue, and good problem to have, but the we haven't had a lot of time, as you mentioned, Ross, where we've seen Stutzla, Norris, and Pinto all together. And then now with Ridley Gregg emerging as a great centerman and Rook Chartier, great defensive centerman, and you even have Mark Kaslick. Like, there are centermen to go around on this team. Some of these guys are going to have to move to the wing. And I've made... I was about to say an unpopular opinion, but I don't think that's the case. We had quite a lot of people in the chat saying that this is what they would do as well. I'm making the decision to move Norris to the wing. Um, this is a guy that I think as, as a shoot first centerman in his career so far, I think he could have success on the wing. And um, do we are we going to read the lines fully here, Ross, or how do you want to go through this? Yeah, finish your point. I think you're making some good points right now, and then we'll compare and contrast. People can see on YouTube if yep. you're watching here what the lines are. I'm also going to post this on Twitter after we record, um, but just go off, off of your reasoning for where you're moving, guys, and then we can go through it one by one if you'd like as well. Yeah, so basically I'm moving Norris to the wing just because he's got – one of the best shots, if not the best shot on this team when he's confident and when he's using it. So I think if you can move him to the wing, kind of take away that stress and complication of playing a two-way game and roaming around like you'd have to do as a centerman more than a winger, I think maybe you can get back to focusing on him just ripping the pill and doing a good job of it. So I've got Norris on the second line with Stutzel and Batherson, two guys that have playmaking ability and that can set him up for that shot. So I like that. And I wouldn't mind trying to capture some of that magic that uh, back in the day when it was Kachuk, Norris, Batherson. So I like the idea of having Norris and Batherson back together. And then Tim Stutzel, you need to put solid players with him. And I think he could have success with those two guys. So your top six, you're not changing the top line as it stands nope. the last couple of games. So you've got Greg, Kachuk, Giroux, and then you're going with Stutzla at center with yep. Norris and Batherson. That leaves Shane Pinto on the third line with Joseph and Tarasenko. Your fourth line is Chartier, Kelly, and Kastelik. Funny enough, we've got very different lines, but we've chosen to take out the same players. Yes. Zach McEwen and Dominic Kubelik. Dominic Kubelik, I mean... 
it hasn't it just hasn't worked. Look, he's scoring goals, but other than that, it's it's a negative value when he's been out there. And I hate to say it because he's a big body that can shoot the puck. Yeah. But they've got some shooters already in here. So I, I like your lineup, Pilsy. I really do. Now I'm going a different direction because for me, it's important, especially Norris coming off uh, a minor injury. And and thank God we don't know it's upper body, right? Classic NHL speak, but I don't think it's related to his previous injuries. Otherwise, they wouldn't have him back out on the ice three days later. It'd be more have serious. Him back yeah. In a contact jersey four days later. Okay. So I'm of the mind that Norris is going to come back and play as you'd expect him to. So I think it would send the wrong message to Norris to have him come back and play a position he's never played before. So at least for the start, I'm going strength down the middle. I'm having my four centermen, Stutzla, Greg, Norris, and Pinto. I don't want any of the guys who I feel can be long-term parts of this team, whether it's center or on the wing, being put in a different position right away. Eventually, it could get to that. But I think Shane Pinto being on the fourth line for one, two, three games, it's very reasonable. And you can get him his touches on the power play. He's going to play on the penalty kill. He'll play 12, 14 minutes, and that's fine for me to start. So I've decided to move Chartier to the wing, and I've moved Kastelik to the wing as well. So the way that I would do this, because, look, I had trouble breaking up that line of Greg Kachuk Giroux but at the same time, I didn't want to have my lines too similar to yours. So I decided, look, Stutzla and Kachuk, we spoke about it on today's Locked On Senators. They both had multi-point nights, and they're 4-0. The Senators are when they each have multi-point nights. So I'm going to put them together. I want Stutzla and Kachuk to build that chemistry that they had before, and I want it back so bad. So I'm putting Stutzla at center with Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux, a line that we knew worked last year. Then I'm putting together a line that worked this year. Ridley Gregg with Matthew Joseph and with Vladimir Tarasenko. That line was awesome for the first few weeks of the season before the injuries to Joseph and then Greg. So I'm putting those guys together. Then it's basically a 2A, 2B situation. I as well, and I know you said the same, I'm putting Norris and Batherson together. We know we've seen it. You and I have seen it with our own eyes in Belleville, and we've seen it at the NHL level too. Those two play well together. Now, what's the knock on those two guys? Sometimes they, they're not always going in to dig out loose pucks. Sometimes they're not always forechecking as hard as you'd like. So I'm putting the shift disturber. I'm putting Parker yep. Kelly in that third line left wing spot to go hound pucks and be a pest out there on left wing. Then I've got Pinto at center with Chartier and Kastelik. Look, Pinto is going to be a little rusty. So if you need someone to take a draw for him, you've got a line full of centermen and then they can move up and down the lineup. But I've got Pinto, Sharty, and Casti as my fourth line, at least to start. Yeah, I think those are great lines, Ross. And the way that top six shakes out for you is great. Um, I would say your lines are more the temporary start lines. I don't anticipate Shane Pinto is going to remain on the fourth line very long. So eventually you're going to have to make that move. So I guess part of me was just like, just make the change up right away because this team is down bad. You want to, you have kind of the opportunity to experiment and try different things. And like Jacques Martin said, you want to try to spread out the offense here. So I, th I think uh, you're getting a nice spread here. So 
it's going to be interesting to see the approach that Jacques Martin takes because he he doesn't really know Shane Pinto that well. So similar to uh, when other guys were brought in, like Rourke Chartier, he's like, I don't, I don't know much about these guys, so I'm going to see how things go here. So I'm I, just overall, I'm so excited that Shane Pinto's back. We're at this part of the season. Is it too little too late to actually make a comeback and make some noise at the end of the regular season? Probably, but these are the kinds of moves. And if you're the front office of the Ottawa Senators, also new guys in Steve Steos and Dave uh, Poulin, you got to see what you got here. So this, this, if anything, Ross, the rest of this season is kind of like tryouts for these players and the new management because there are going to be more changes of that, I'm certain. It's just a matter of who who do the top executives feel are going to be here and are going to be solutions to the problem, and who do they feel like, okay, it's time to move on from? Well, it sounds like Shane Pinto, part of the solution with the reports from Elliot Friedman that a long-term contract could be imminent in the next month or two. Let us know in the comments, what do you think of our projected lines and what are yours? Who comes out of the lineup and how does everything fit in if everybody is healthy? Good problems to have. We'll see it in action on Sunday, but one last tryout for the guys who don't want to come out of the lineup, the likes of the bottom six. I'm excited to see how they react against a great Winnipeg Jets team on Saturday. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been an emergency episode of Locked On Senators. Shane Pinto is back, and you know that we'll be back whenever news breaks. We'll see you in the postcast tomorrow. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.